Round one, go. Hey, it's got to be Doug and Marty because who else starts off their program with a bell? It's only Doug and Marty versus the world. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. I wonder if the bell wakes you up or we were already wait before we started. I'm off like a shot. Whenever I'm, I'm up. I'm going. It's like Pavlov's bell. You come up with the punching bag, right? You want to be ready to punch. Yeah. Ready to go. Ready to yeah. fight. Precisely. And, and, uh, and, you know, we just, just go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately this week, there just hasn't been any news. There's nothing, you know, there's just nothing for us to talk about. Nothing's at happened at all across the week. <laughs> we <laughs> okay, wait a minute. This on. may be like the craziest news week it's, I've ever had in my life. The bell is actually very appropriate and we'll get to all the different topics we have to talk about today. But really, I told you this. It felt like I went and saw a Rocky movie this week and came out wanting to fight. And what that was was, it was Donald Trump just throwing punches. Haymaker. Left State, and right. State of the Union, you mean? And everything was, it was wonderful for me. Um, but it, it felt like the Democrats were, were the punching bag and uh, Rocky was training. Like, I of the tiger. I'm telling you. Yeah, it was great. Apollo Creed was uh, the Democrats and, uh, and Donald Trump was Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa. King of, king of, the, king of the world, man. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I mean, that speech was just truly – it was so neat because we had the big doing party, right? We had 100 of, 100 of our conservative friends all in a room, had a great food, had a great – you know, just a great time. But, I mean, there was laughter. There was tears. Mm. There was anger. Um, you know, I mean, the, the president is a – he's a great – speech giver he's a great he's a great showman mm-hmm. and uh and it's just uh you know it's 2020 man i have a question for you 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 have a background in media obviously the radio and tv but you that's what you do for a living you put people on tv so you know this stuff you know how to um, produce something you know how to make things look the right way it's all good i i heard this later this week and they were saying that it was from a Democrat saying that it was a great production. It was like going to a movie where you had all the highs and lows, tugging on the heartstrings, uh, honoring all the stuff that, that would make a great blockbuster. And I never thought about that, but you're right. Everything was about America. Everything was about uh, we're improvement. Everything was about celebrating the people that make up America. And then and you contrast that with, we'll talk more about that too, is the response in the room from the Democrats. Oh my gosh. You know, most of the Democrats anyway, and Nancy Pelosi and so forth. And so you put them side by side and any God loving America loving person will go, okay, we want this and not that. We want to celebrate our successes. We want to celebrate uh, a veteran coming home as a surprise his wife and his kids who hasn't seen for months. We want to celebrate rewarding those that are fighting cancer. We want to celebrate this the hundred year old Tuskegee Airman getting promoted to Brigadier General. I mean, how cool is this stuff? You know? Yeah, let's tear that up. <laughs> yeah. let's, get, let's tear that up. Let's, let's make sure that everybody knows that we're not for that. You know, the party of inclusion. Uh, I actually really think we ought to just call them the party of exclusion because if you like Trump or you're in any way benefiting from his presidency. Your person non grata in the large democratic tent that's getting narrower and narrower and tighter and tighter. So, if you haven't seen it across the news, there's a Democrat senator that was in there, uh, Kristen Cinema. Um, she is a you know left 
left-leaning. She is a, you know, she's from Texas or Arizona, whatever it is, Arizona. Uh, but she's, she's a liberal. Uh, I, I believe she's, a, um, you know, uh, LGBTQ, the whole bit, you know, whatever. But when the things that celebrated America came up, she stood up. And apparently now her own party is saying, how dare you stand up and celebrate his success or our success? Uh, you need to act like Democrats. And they're actually talking about censoring one of their own. Someone who believed with them lockstep most of the time, but has the gall to stand up and say, yeah, he's right. It's great that all different segments of this population have uh, a low unemployment rate, has high workforce involvement, has um, benefits for kids, has, has, has talking about vote tech and, and trades, about school opportunity zone. I mean, it's just amazing you know, so uh, I applaud her for having the guts to do that. You know, gets her own party. Yeah. Yep. Right. We're applauding. We We're applauding. Right now. <laughs> and yeah, it, it was great. It was a great speech. I enjoyed it. You know, we came off of the Monday um, vote that we were not going to bring John Bolton in. Mm -hmm. uh, a, the extra a, witnesses. A swamp dude. In and uh, and I always kind of thought Bolton was okay. You know, it's funny. I kind of thought that you know I would I supported Mitt Romney back in 2012. I kind of thought he was okay too. But turns out he's just like everybody else. He's a swamp guy. So um, you so know, we have interesting that. about that. Then you have the yeah. State of the Union, and then on Wednesday you have this amazing uh, bipartisan vote to convict Trump. Thank you, Mr. Romney. And, uh, but it wasn't enough because you need to have two thirds and actually a majority voted to acquit, uh, the Trump. And you had the prayer, uh, national Breakfast. prayer the next right. day. And then you had the presser. Did you watch the presser? I did watch the presser where yes. he was thanking all those that went to bat for him. And he actually him. said BS on He, he did. Bull script to Bernie my, Sanders. Yeah. Right over my, uh, <laughs> speakers on my TV. I said, did he just cuss words just come out of my tv set uh no the question for you we don't want to get too far in the weeds for our listeners but uh the presser happened after the prayer breakfast he was he was in a congratulatory mood he had a, all of the republican sort of house members and senators that went to bat for him and he went you know, like one by one and said something kind about them thanking them whatever when he got to jim jordan jim jordan has been a, a just a monster in this defending the president being very right um, but he brought the fact that he was an NCAA wrestling champion, you know, and the, it, it was funny how the president referred to this congressman who did a great job in his past, that he never wears a jacket, that he's, he's proud of his body. And it was kind of funny. It's something that you would do to me in, in a sense, because you know, he really cared about it, that he knew something personal about him and making a comment sort of an offhand way, kind of in on one hand, dissing him for not wearing a jacket. On the other hand, saying the dude's buff and don't mess with him, right? It was cool. I so. loved how he, he talked about the, the sports guys coming in and the wrestling team coming in. Didn't he want to, he's, here's the president. They all want to see him. They want to see Jordan because <laughs> he said he was a champion wrestler and all that. I mean, it's so, amazing listening to that. And, you know, I was thinking about that. You know, I'm, I'm definitely not a person who uses off-color language, um, at least publicly. Uh, I do it if I'm, you know, hit my thumb and the, you know, backyard or something occasionally and then I right and 
But, you know, Paul said that he counted things as dung. He used off-colored language. The, the, the language for uh, all of our righteousnesses as filthy rags is really a little more colorful. I don't even want to get into that. Um, Indeed. Then, you give me yeah. a bad time for saying heck yeah versus, you know. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you know, the president is, he is a fighter. And, and I think that's really what our, our, our country needs right now. And, you know, I go back to the, the State of the Union address when he was talking about defending prayer in school, you know, mm-hmm. through by executive order and defending people who stand up for religious freedom and, and boldly saying um, that we're going to defend uh, people's, uh, you know, religious freedom. And mm-hmm. I thought it's like, I'm, I'm amazed because who does that? Right. And then you have the other side, you know, uh, St. Buddha judge who's right. a very good dude who says, I'm happily married. And I'm like, yeah, to a dude. Um, I'm, you know, He's just, everything's good. And, uh, you know, like I was telling you this morning when we were talking on the phone, you know, the Lord is going to repay people to their face and God is not mock and what we reap, we're going to sow. And, you know, the other day I was reading Deuteronomy and it said, people are going to say, if you keep these commandments, he's talking about the 10 commandments, you know, don't commit adultery, don't, don't murder all this stuff. The nations of the world are going to go, what is such a nation that is as great and wise as this? Oh my gosh, what a great, you know, and so I see this, you know, from the 60s or whatever, as we've moved away from, you know, wanting to honor God and, and, and all that, the, all these curses and stuff have come on our nation, right? I agree. It's interesting because I also had Joshua 24, 15, right? When Joshua was saying, you used to serve these other gods. Now, do we choose the God that saved you and delivered you into the promised land or were you not? For, as for me and my house, I was choose to serve the Lord. I think everything's being exposed, whether it be in the Democrat Party or even in our own party. Uh, the truth is being revealed, and we're, we have a choice as Christian believers, first of all, to get engaged. But second of all, is choose you this day who you will serve, right? You know, the Lord Jesus or this anti, literally anti-life, anti-family, um, anti-Christian, you name it, agenda. We're seeing this, this socialist, anti, which is basically down communism, is anti-God. And so what we have, this is rise, and then we have a choice to make. And as Christian believers, everything the president talked about, no matter how he said it, the fight for life, that we're going to defend young people, we want to end late-term abortions, we want to give kids a, a choice to go to school that, that where they have opportunities. Like you said, we want to defend religious liberty. The line he used there was great. We don't tear down crosses. Now we have religious freedom for a reason. You know, and then on and on and on. And Second on Amendment. Yeah, Second Amendment. Um, it just, every, and I will say this, before we come to our break and to our, to our interviews here too, um, I told you this off the air, and our listeners should know this. Everything I've heard, whether Derek Kilmer or Adam Smith or Patty Murray talk about as Democrat talking points in the state of Washington, whether it be broadband through the rural areas, whether it be uh, climate science, whether it be whatever, Donald Trump, took that away. He made those, look, we're going to plant a trillion trees. Look, we're going to um, take broadband through infrastructure throughout all the rural areas. Everything that they could say, oh, well, he didn't do this. He's taken away from them. You always talk about taking the language back. He's doing it. Yeah. And, and the, um, you know, one of the things that, that came out this week, you know, a, a lot of it was how they treated, how the left treated Mitt Romney. Remember when Mitt Romney ran for president back in 2012? He was a racist. He was a bigot. He had that dog on his roof and, 
he was a, you know, vulture capitalist and all these different um, uh, things that they did for him. And now that he took a stand against the president, oh, he's the greatest person in the world. And uh, oh my, the best, the best of the best Republicans. I mean, you would think even Mitt Romney would recognize that the exact same fight that he had eight years ago is the fight that Donald Trump has this year and, uh, and would recognize that, uh, you know, the, the main difference between Mitt Romney and, and Donald Trump is Donald Trump fights back. He doesn't take it. Yeah. He punches back. Uh, Mitt Romney's part of that group that says, okay, well, I'm sorry or whatever, and tries to appease when people like him. Donald Trump doesn't care if you like him. He wants to get the job done. And therefore, we like him because of it, right? It's yep. just amazing. So. Well, we're going to go to a couple more interviews from the Roanoke conference we visited last week, but we'll be back at the end to wrap it up. This is Doug Bassler and Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. I'm Anton Sakharov, candidate for governor. I was born in a former Soviet Union and have experienced firsthand the tragedy and lies of socialism. After moving to the US, I worked hard to earn my degree and succeed in business. Now I can see the country I love is on the brink of the socialist hell I left behind, and I'm determined to stop it for my family and yours. I am Anton Sakharov. Join me and let's make Washington great. Paid for by Anton for Governor Issaquah, Washington. Go to evergreatstate.com to learn more. This is Claire. Claire has a great business and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. Then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at easyyoutubeads.com took care of all the details from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. Easyyoutubeads.com, no experience necessary. I'm Anton Sakharov, candidate for governor. I was born in a former Soviet Union and have experienced firsthand the tragedy and lies of socialism. After moving to the U.S., I worked hard to earn my degree and succeed in business. Now I can see the country I love is on the brink of the socialist hell I left behind, and I'm determined to stop it for my family and yours. I am Anton Sakharov. Join me and let's make Washington great. Paid for by Anton for Governor Issaquah, Washington. Go to evergreatstate.com to learn more. All right, two bells. That means we're back. Uh, I think. Are you back or are you I, front? I don't know. Okay, wait a minute. First or that second? That was weird. I didn't expect that. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. It's funny how I don't expect things from you. I, I know. You know, it's weird. <laughs> I After almost all these, you the How long have segment, we been doing this? Like five years Over or five years. Something? 2014, so six years. Ouch. Wow. I've grown old doing this. I've got gray hair. You have you way that. more gray hair than I, I, I do, I'm going to tell though. you that, though. You look older now after six years. Thank so you. Welcome. I appreciate that. Does that mean wiser or just more oh, cantankerous definitely wiser. or you what? You can't be around me and be not wiser. You know what I hate? I'll tell you what I hate. I hate when people say, you look pretty spry. I'm like, oh, I don't like that, that word right? at all. Or you look good for your age. No, yeah. thank you. Right? Oh, ouch. How old do you think I am? Right? Yeah. Well, you know who I found wandering around Roanoke yes, actually was man sitting behind his table. Our, our state treasurer, Dwayne Davidson, is here 
Dang. You know, it's funny. They always say, and it, it bugs me, by the way, because we've had one Republican uh, a statewide held officer or elected person for a couple of years mm-hmm. before he got elected uh, on the whole West Coast. Mm-hmm. And they keep on saying, like, no, no, we have two. We have two, and you happen to be one of them, and running one of the major things, all of our money in the state. So welcome to the show, Dwayne. Yeah, the first uh, 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 pleasure to be here, and thank you for the uh, time. Yeah, it was the uh, it's like uh, last one was elected like a 1952 Republican from uh, uh, in so to, yeah, in Washington been, State for treasurer, right? Right. You think right. about. Uh, who do you want managing your money of the state? Do you want someone who's more conservative, not wanting to spend it at all, or someone who is politically left, likes to spend everything and want more, right? Right. 50, Go ahead and clear 52. your throat. 52, That's right. weird. 1952. 1952. I remember 1952. I saw it on a calendar once. There you go. So, I was going to say, it's even before, yeah, before born, I was born. Right? Yeah, that was a long time ago. So uh, you've been doing this now for three years. Mm-hmm. And um, what do you see as like the biggest challenge for, for, for your job? Well, the biggest challenge is that uh, uh, it's a, we really right now have a really great economy. The money is uh, uh, coming in. Our state finances are really good. But I see a lot of uh, potential for us uh, basically screwing that up. And uh, with being one of the only uh, uh, states that I think there's only like five or something that doesn't have a state income tax, I think that's one of the things that has brought a lot of prosperity here. And yet we continue to hear about uh, a state income tax, maybe beginning with the first step of being a capital gains tax. And there's also this, this constant uh, uh, pressure for expansion of government, and, uh, which, which just basically costs more. It infiltrates all areas. They, they keep creating all these various departments. And the one I talk about the most is the one that uh, the state treasurer should be talking about the most, uh, an idea that is just a terrible idea. And that's this, uh, this proposal for state bank, thinking that's gonna take care of all of the financing and all of the uh, infra- uh, infrastructure uh, uh, and capital uh, financing uh, needs of the state. It's a, it's a terrible policy. It basically, you know, there's this perception that all banks are terrible, evil uh, institutions, and that if we could just uh, put all this business in government hands, everything would be pure and above board and everything. And I think people forget the fact that uh, uh, a fraud can occur in government. Uh, government can be highly inefficient. And I think that uh, that kind of expansion of duties of the, uh, of the uh, uh, office uh, would be a, a terrible uh, governmental creep that we would uh, pay dearly for in the uh, in the future. Well, we know it works so well in Russia and China, so I know <laughs> it worked well here. Well, uh, the, so the thing about you know wanting capital gains, income tax, obviously we're having a real mm-hmm. tough time paying our bills. We don't have any surplus money or anything like that, right? Well, that that's the problem is is every year record revenues come in, and yet they find ways to spend it. And then you talk about any type of, uh, you know, reallocation or cutting this budget to this. And it's just, they, they cry. It, it, the, the budget People always grows. People are going to die. Well, yeah. We, the we, budget we, always grows to the revenues. We went from a $32 billion biannual budget to over a $52 billion. Exactly. Budget with just in a few election cycles. It, it's just just a, a crazy Almost double. Almost right. double wow. in a short period of time. You think about it, and each time, like last year and this year, where you have surplus, meaning they've already budgeted for everything they want to do and passed in law, whether you need it or not, and then you have revenues above and beyond that. Oh, 
we need to spend that money and then raise taxes again. Well, so what's the deal with the, the rainy day fund? Didn't we have a deal where we were supposed to put money in rainy day fund? Well, that's uh, it's a it's a statute, and yes, it's required. That was actually uh, constitutionally put in by the voters, and the rainy day fund is actually a uh, you know that's worked. That's helped us through a recession before. It is what we need, but they dip into the rainy day fund or have proposals dip into the rainy day fund all the time. I always blame it on the fact that it rains in Western Washington all the time. And yeah, so I got a misconception about when he, what rainy day means. Right. And it, it's, it's, a, it's a fund that should be protected at all costs. In fact, right now, currently, the statute says that if, he, if it's over 10% of the general fund, ba- uh, um, general fund balance, or general fund uh, revenues, if it's, uh, if it's over 10%, they can dip into it with a simple majority. Below, if, it, if the balance is still uh, under 10%, it requires a supermajority. And, but what the uh, General Finance Officers Association and other professionals, uh, finance officials throughout the country recommend is that a government, be it local, state, uh, government shouldn't normally have two months of operating revenue as a good, uh, you know, there's no magic number, but that's, that's basically promulgated as a good, uh, best practice. Well, that would be equated to about 15, 16%. So we should even have above and beyond what we even target. And, um, we're, we're not doing it. And that is one of the, the rainy day fund is a, is a primary concern. Another big concern that I have as treasurer, and I've taken a, 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 I can't do much about it because it's a policy decision, except put transparency and information out to the voters. I'm very proud of this is a debt affordability study. And we do this every year, 25 page document. Uh, there's a one page, what we call the debt digest. That's the highlights out of the 25 page document just issued a couple weeks ago for this year, this upcoming year, given every one of the legislatures and your uh, listeners can get that on the state treasurer's website and download that and read that. And that, uh, that points out the fact that uh, we are the sixth highest uh, uh, state. Our debt is the sixth highest in the nation. We're ahead of California. And that just, why, how do we get there? Well, we got there because interest rates were just so low for so long. And we've taken on some pretty big capital projects in the state. And, uh, and we just can't continue this. Uh, interest rates are ticking up. We just can't continue this. Uh, this uh, uh, Do you see the debt being addressed at all in the near future? Knowing that at some point we'll have an economy turn, but we have this penchant for wanting to spend more and more and more. So we're not doing any savings. We're not giving any money back to the people. We want more and more taxes. At some point, you can't ask for any more taxes, don't you think? Oh, but yeah, there comes a time when you just reach the limit with the taxpayers. But I do believe that there is a, a, some effort in the legislature to try to just keep it where it is. I mean, uh, it's not going to be like back uh, uh, for listeners to just give them a little bit of history. Before I was a state treasurer, I was the Benton County treasurer over in Tri-Cities. And there we were able to pay down in the time I was in office, pay down our, uh, our debt by half. Uh, I, every time we got some extra monies in the coffers, I went up to my uh, three commissioners, which was our legislative body, and said, hey, we got a little bit. Should we call some bonds early? And they said, go for it. Let's, let's save that interest. That doesn't occur in Olympia. <laughs> that, 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 Wouldn't it be nice if you had a budget that they stuck to, first of all? Second of all, if you had above 16%, the two months worth, right, mm-hmm. that you would actually um, spill over and rainy day fund back to the citizens, right? Or pay right. off debt first. Or, or pay off debt. Yeah, because so. because the other thing I like to bring up uh, on top of the debt is we have probably one of the best ran pension systems uh, in the United States for uh, everybody that's in government employees. Uh, it, it is well ran. It is uh, and it's is 
uh, fair, uh, financially sound because we're funded at about 89%. Wish it was 100, but the, you know it's better than than uh, Illinois and New Jersey and some of these so are like 30%. Anybody's got a government pension, you manage their funds for their future, right? Yeah, and that's yes. and, and those pension reserves are well over 100 billion dollars. And the issue about that is right now our that that 11% equates to about $14 billion of unfunded uh, pension liability. And so that's an additional debt that's out there that we need to be taking care of. So there's lots of places that we could, and and I think that that is actually the unfunded pension liability. This is kind of an odd state, but let me just explain for a moment, I'll give you my rationale. I think that that's the most expensive debt the state has. And here's the reason why. The portfolio has been managed by the State Investment Board, which I sit on. They have, over the last 10 years, averaged an investment return on that over $100 billion of approximately 7.5% interest. That's an incredible return on mm-hmm. an investment portfolio of that. So that $14 billion that we don't have in there, we're forfeiting that kind of revenue. And so, I've, to me, that makes that our most expensive debt. So as a state treasurer, for people, you've done a lot of literacy stuff. We talked offline at your office. What, what kind of influence can you have going forward on the legislature, on the governor, helping them be more fiscally sound or at least help um, guiding them in some way? Uh, what we're doing is we, we started the financial uh, literacy uh, a part of the office that's really geared towards uh, students and, and, and uh, adults. We have That's all brand new to our office. We have modules of uh, financial literacy on the uh, website. When it comes to the legislature, uh, we are continuing to expand the uh, amount of reports that we put out. Uh, from the treasurer's office to try to shed light and transparency because when it's all said and done, the treasurer doesn't have a vote. And I do want to always be as fair of the financial information. I believe that when they, uh, the legislature requests information from, uh, from the treasurer's office, we ought to put it out without a political spin to it, it because really it's numbers. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, 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 to get that credibility up with both parties is very, very important that we uh, just strive for greater and greater transparency. And I think we're doing it. I think we're achieving it. I'm really proud of the hard work my staff does to do that. You have a wonderful staff. One question, one more question for me and then Doug here. Um, the, the governor can actually ask the legislature to run a bill for him. The, mm-hmm. the secretary of state can do the same thing. Can you do that? Can you ask yeah. them to run a bill for you? Yeah, the, uh, uh, we, we actually have a bill this year. It's just a real, real boring uh, technical cleanup bill. A lot of times uh, agency requested bills are that, you know, some modification or tweaking or wordsmithing of a particular statute. That's usually more of because of legalese and not really uh, uh, any kind of policy impact. But yeah, statewide elected officials, all of us can uh, uh, put in request request for legislation. Just have to find a legislator to help sponsor it. Sure. Well, uh, so my question is uh, about the, the tolling and the mm-hmm. bonding, the tolling and stuff. What's your take on that? Well, uh, our office is involved in that from the f- standpoint that we do, um, uh, we issue we issue the debt and debt is uh, pledged by either, you know, general obligation or or uh, through tolling or, or usually a combination of the two. And so, uh, uh, we just basically, from that standpoint, we let the policy wonks decide what is going to get told, what's not going to get told, and where the tolls should be at. We just basically advise them from a standpoint of, uh, uh, with the help of our bond attorneys, about what would be the most practical thing to do when it comes to issuing debt. As far as if tolls are going to be collected or not, that's really a kind of up the legislature. Well, our guests... This segment's been Dwayne Davidson. He is our Washington State Treasurer, and you're running for re-election? Yes. What's your website? 
DwayneADavidson.org. All right. Go there. Help them out. We'll be back after the break. When you want to take your business to the next level, nothing drives traffic and increases sales like TV advertising. And EasyTVSpots.com is your best choice for high-quality, effective TV ads. Contact us today to learn how easy it is to reach thousands of your ideal prospects with targeted, addressable TV. Grow your sales, revenue, and profit the easy way with EasyTVSpots.com. Broadcast, cable, and online TV made easy. I'm Anton Sakharov, candidate for governor. I was born in a former Soviet Union and have experienced firsthand the tragedy and lies of socialism. After moving to the U.S., I worked hard to earn my degree and succeed in business. Now, I can see the country I love is on the brink of the socialist hell I left behind, and I'm determined to stop it for my family and yours. I am Anton Sakharov. Join me, and let's make Washington great. Paid for by Anton for Governor Issaquah, Washington. Go to evergreatstate.com to learn more. This is Claire. Claire has a great business, and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. Then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details, from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com. No experience necessary. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. round three, Doug and Marty versus the world, and I'm just getting warmed up. I've just been around the ring a couple of times. You've been around not, the ring? Or not, like, not, not winded yet. Gotcha. Ready okay. to go. Uh, okay. This is Doug Bassler, by the and way. And Marty McClendon. Uh, we are having a great time. It's, guest after guest after guest. It's amazing, right? And that all comes to an end right now because we've got Jim Walsh from the 19th. <laughs> it comes <laughs> crashing to a horrible it was end. such a great what, show. What was funny Until... about that is I was going to say, now next is the one that I love listening to. Oh, that's love fighting. So and of course, you're like, nope, nice. shows at the end. So it's, you have both sides. <laughs> Good cop. Whoever thought I would be bad cop? Bad cop, worse cop. I was... I used to be comedy relief. What happened? Oh my goodness, Jim! Crazy. Obviously, we appreciate you being on the show today a lot, and and you know the effort that you're you're putting in, you know during this session and previous sessions, and uh, you and I talked last night. It was so funny. He he, Jim said he promised to stop talking after the third gavel, and <laughs> that's that's good behavior. I, I promised the new speaker I was going to behave. No, I I I like that after the third gavel. Perfect, right? You have some standards there. So they're right? trying to they got to figure out how they can quickly get to three, <laughs> and then Jim's like, I changed my mind. I'm not done yet. The third real gavel. The right? only the thing, obviously, the thing about Jim that maybe our listeners don't know, he's the only yeah. representative that doesn't need a microphone and when they kill the mic doesn't matter because you've got it down at your belly anyway because who needs it so it's a wonderful thing uh it's useful uh, on occasion when they uh when they really want to shut down debate once in a while when we use it right 
we can uh, we can extend the debate a little farther. So, I want to talk before we get into the session and and what you're dealing with this year in this madhouse and this <laughs> this rush the record to 1,200 bills proposed in an off year election is crazy. Um, refresh our listeners' uh, memory. You were a county chair in Grays Harbor, which hadn't voted for a Republic in a long time. That's correct. But you've been working grassroots, working with people, trying to get people elected, and then you got elected, and then things are changing, right? Yeah, yeah. Our part of the state, which is my district, is the 19th, and it runs from Grays Harbor down uh, through Pacific County, so Long Beach Peninsula, down to the mouth of the Columbia, and then in along the Columbia uh, inland as far as Longview. So it's a big, geographically, it's a big district. And it's just, it's a... It's a district full of salt-of-the-earth people. I mean, they're just That's good people. It's kind of logging country, right? Absolutely. Well, when we used to log, it was logging country. Yeah. Uh, then we got the spotted owl, and now we got the marbled merlet, and now we're not logging as much as we used Does to log. Does the marbled merlet taste as good as the spotted owl? Because <laughs> I personally really enjoy the I spotted know. owl. I don't know. I put Tabasco on everything. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, you know, what I saw 20 years ago, 15 years ago, when I first was getting kind of politically active and, and really thinking about doing something in, in our part of the state was I, I just what what struck me was the people are good people and their voting history had been to send some not great people to both Olympia and to DC as their representatives so uh, so yeah I I, um, I got involved in the in the county party the local county party there and and uh, I'm kind of a Ron Paul guy I'm, I'm a little bit out of the libertarian side of the party but but the party there kind of welcomed anybody in who wanted to wanted to work, and so um, so uh, my wife and I both volunteered. We did work, and and actually she's been the PCO for the longest time. She's the PCO from our precinct, and uh, uh, but we got involved and we helped uh, run some local candidates, and then I, I got involved at, as the county chair to kind of build on that. And you're right, Marty. I mean, it was it's just been a grassroots effort of talking to people, one church at a time, one. Kiwanis Club at a time, one Rotary meeting at a time. But they and, used to—they thought they were Democrats, right? No, yeah, and and they know they knew something was wrong. Everybody knew that 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 the people who were going to Olympia and going to D.C. for him just weren't articulating their values, and so uh, we had to kind of make it safe. We had to make them believe they could vote for a Republican and and uh, and convince them. And, and it's not talk. I mean, you got to show up. Mm-hmm. You got to show up to their meetings. You got to show up to their fundraisers. You got to show up to the county fair at their booth, and the, the, the simple things. And there are things that some uh, on the other side of the spectrum had sort of forgotten. And uh, so we built on that, and uh, we got um, sort of through the the late 2000s and early uh, 2010s. We got some county level commissioners elected. We got some. We got a couple of better sheriffs in place, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and then uh, in, in 2016, I, I decided to run for a, a legislative seat. And uh, the, the conventional wisdom down on the coast was, well, it's going to get there eventually, fella, but it's not there yet. So, you know, you're jumping the gun. You're, you're not going to get elected. You know, you ought to just stick to your knitting. And I thought that was my knitting. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so I ran in 16 and never had elective office before and, uh, and was elected. And then uh, they, a lot of people said, well, it was a fluke. You know, uh, you know he uh, tailed Trump, and uh, he'll be gone in 2018. And then I was reelected in 2018. And, uh, and so they're starting to say that less and less now. Now they're starting to, the, the, the critics are starting to say, okay, well, 
Maybe the, the coast is not as Democrat as we thought it was. Maybe it's more conservative. And part of it's the relationships you build. Now, now well, and, and, the, sa- and yeah. the sales, too. I mean, the fact that you're, you're tying in policy with my, my house, my household, Correct. my, my income, my life, things like that. And, and I think that's, you know, uh, you know, we just want to honor you for that because it's like, dang, you know, you're making the connection. We, we hear a lot at the Roanoke Conference about messaging, staying on message right. and things like that. And then, of course, some people are like, oh, that means we need to go center left or something like that. But you've stayed on message that this this fiscal stuff matters. This this policy stuff is affecting. Like you said, there's no more logging. There's there's I mean, thousands of people out of jobs. Mm-hmm. Right. Hundreds and, of and people want to work. Yes. I mean, my constituents don't want to take uh, take food aid. stamps. And all they don't that, want yeah. food stamps. They you know, they want to work and they see that we get these sanctimonious virtue signaling Yaya's and Olympia, mm-hmm. who are you know are just crushing the natural resource-based economy uh, to to feel good about themselves, uh, you know, damn the details on a bunch of real working people who who built good lives and good well, communities and, and, on those industries. Uh, well-managed forests is obviously a safer, better for the environment. They don't burn exactly. exactly. Right. right. So it's actually better to replant and so forth. But the, and, and, plus, and, and young trees eat more carbon than right. old trees. Yeah. So the be, the most carbon friendly managed timberland is one that you're turning on a on a 25 or 30 year cycle. And those young trees are sprouting up and eating a lot of carbon. And then you're harvesting them and building buildings out of them or building furniture out of them. And that's called, you know, locking in that carbon capture. And then you grow a new crop of trees that eat a bunch of carbon. So coming from the coast, the timber industry, knowing the issues, building that trust, being a legislature, how do you advocate for the industry in your district in light of what the state pushes? And like maybe whatever Seattle-centric or whatever, and at the same time fighting for your caucus, but fighting for your district. Well, I mean, it has the happy coincidence of being the truth, which the other side can't say. Yeah. Um, you know, the fact is that this policy that, that – is being pushed somewhat out of the, out of the state bureaucracies. The, and primarily we're talking about two agencies here, the State Department of Ecology and the State Department of Natural Resources, DNR. Now DNR is the entity that we as taxpayers and, and citizens hire to manage the public trust lands, timberlands in our state, that are a resource that no other state has. They are publicly owned working forest properties that are designed from the founding of our state 120 years ago to generate non-tax revenue for local districts, mm-hmm. counties, school districts, library districts, hospital districts, those what they call junior taxing authorities. Those entities are fed in rural Washington by the sale proceeds of timber harvested from publicly owned land. And at the beginning of the state, every county had its own timberland set aside for the county. Uh, the state also had its timberland. We kind of bunched them all up together into one portfolio, and we hired, we created the uh, the Department of Natural Resources to be the entity that manages that portfolio, just like Warehouser, just like Simpson, just like uh, you know uh, Green uh, 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 Green uh, oh shoot Green Diamond, um, you know just like any timber company, the DNR is supposed to operate like a government-owned timber company. Well, they've gone way, way off the rails on what they're supposed to do. And they've become essentially this anti-business, anti-timber entity 
run currently by the former head of FutureWise, mm-hmm. which is one of the most radical, destructive environmental entities that there is in this state. Uh, so they've, they've just gone nuts. I mean, they've basically, it's Alice in Wonderland. They've become the opposite of what they were intended to be. And all that money that used to come from harvesting those trees off of the public land, that used to make our rural schools well-funded, that used to make our local... In my part of the, the state, the library system's called the Timberland Public Library System. Timberland. Yeah, Timberland it was yeah. funded <laughs> by money from Timberland. And, and uh, you know, those libraries used to be the, some of the nicest libraries in the country, you know, stocked full of new books. I mean, it, it was great. And these were always hardworking communities. These were not wealthy communities. Right. They were working class communities that because of this non-tax revenue were able to have really nice schools and really nice libraries and really nice hospitals. Well, we know government, unfortunately, not fortunately, whenever they get involved in stuff, they don't do it efficiently. They don't do it well. The private sector does a much better job. Was there ever any discussion about allowing a private entity to manage our forests and we, we just get the revenue from it? Or well, there are, it's a good question, Mark. Yeah. There, are, there are some constitutional limits on how much we can privatize this, this property. The short answer is no, as our constitution is set up, and the statutes around DNR are set up, you can't do that. But it is primarily private timber companies that end up contracting to come in and do the harvest and actually mill the, the, the timber. Okay. So, but, but the state remains, through the Department of Natural Resources, the owner and manager in the, the long-term sense of the, t- of the trust lands. So, uh, but, but the actual guys who go in and, and cut down the trees and turn them into timber or turn them into furniture, those are private companies that bid, that pay the state for the ability to come in and do the harvest or thinning. In some right. cases, they thin the, the, the stands. Uh, so they pay the DNR a fee to do that, and then they are the owner of the asset. And that's separate from federal lands and private lands. Correct, and correct, that, so. correct. Uh, you know, a company like Warehouser, which is a fully integrated timber company, both owns its own lands uh, and, that, and harvests them and then manufactures the product out of them. Well, obviously, you have a great grasp of this issue, and um, you know I'm excited that you're there representing us in the legislature this year. You know, I want to go back to where kind of where we started this at. Um, you know, there are districts out there that people are are saying it might be too early to flip that district, but you proved in 2016 that sometimes the prognosticators are wrong, dead wrong, and these districts could be ready to flip. So, would you want to give any advice to people that are thinking about running this year, thinking about you know, trying to flip their districts? Well, let's put it this way. Common sense is a value, is a thing that has been ceded to one side of the political aisle in Olympia. So if you have any notion of reforming government to do good for people, you're a conservative. Yeah, well, thanks, Jim Walsh. Representative Jim Walsh, our guest today. We're going to be back with more Doug and Marty versus the world. This is Claire. Claire has a great business and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. Then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com. No experience necessary. Hi, this is Doug Bassler, candidate for U.S. Congress in Washington's 9th Congressional District. 
we're facing some of the biggest challenges of our lifetime and possibly in our nation's history. It's more important now than ever that we all stand up for our Christian values and heritage. Our values have created freedom and liberty previously unseen in the world. And now what used to be fringe elements are becoming mainstream and are threatening our religious freedoms. I'm committed to fight for our First Amendment rights, really for all of our God-given rights, and to represent us faithfully in Washington, D.C., and I can use your help. Would you consider going to my website, dougbassler.com, and making a financial donation of any size? It will be greatly appreciated. I want to thank you in advance for all you do. I'm Doug Bassler, and I approve this message. Paid for by friends of Doug Bassler. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. It's four bells. It's the saddest sound in radio. Other than the fact that now Marty and I are back again live in the studio. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. Doug and Marty versus the world. We are back sort of live, live to tape, as we like to call it the day before. Um, the great thing about it is, is actually today I was on with Tom Reed as well. So I want to shout out to Tom Reed and ACN. It was fantastic. We love Tom. Um, we Tom's love Tom. Great. Um, we like you. Support. No, we, we love Tom. We tolerate you. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh my said gosh. That. We love Marty. We tolerate Doug. <laughs> so finally. There we go. Yeah, I got it, a little payback on that one. That was you did. many years ago. So I have a question for you, Doug. And this is for our listeners. I don't well. answer questions. You yes, have to you talk do. to my I want to go back and talk about our favorite things of the, the state of the union and talk about where you think sure. going and Iowa being screwed up and all that kind of stuff. But the thing that's been bugging me. You know, when I started going off the list of of accomplishments that Donald Trump um, stated um, was incredible. I mean, in every category, the country's doing better. In every I category, economically, every, it's just first term. You betcha. It's just, it's fantastic. You, I share that with people that are anti-Trumpers, um, Democrats. And it's all Obama. He did it all. Oh, yeah. Well, they'll find reasons um, to say, oh, yeah, it's not Trump. It was the Obama economy, whatever. But no, the, the two things they latch on to. And oh, we're, we're Christians. It's a Christian station. We get this. It, I don't understand this. I, I don't understand. They latch on to, oh, no, no. He said those words on a hot mic about a woman. And, um, and you know what I'm talking about. And then the 17 other one, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. 17 years ago. Uh, and oh, and his Trump University screwed people out of money. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay, first of all, whatever. The Trump uh, University was uh, someone that licensed his name, not excusing it. It's still in litigation. Not going to worry about it. The thing that happened 17 years ago, whether it be locker room talk or not, you may like it or not. Look at all the things this man's done since then um, that you can celebrate. You know, I, I believe in redemption. I believe in forgiveness. I believe that you weighed your entire life. If I was judged based on a thing I said, um, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, three years ago, um, taken out of context or whatever. I've not always been this guy, you know, I've been saved. I've been I'm re forgiven by Jesus. 
And I'm far from perfect. But the point is, is if I was judged based on my worst day, no one could be forgiven, right? It's like this, like uh, dealing with the Sadducees and Pharisees. Um, that is crazy. But if that's all they have, then I, I suppose they have to hang on to it. But they always go to these things. Where do you think that is, Doug? Well, you know, I like I said, I'm kind of reading through uh, the books of Moses, the Pentateuch right now. And, you know, there are always two camps, right? There's the Joshua, Moses camp. Let's do this. God is awesome. We can win and let's be victorious. And then you got the Dathan and Abiram camp. Like, you're, you're bad. You shouldn't be leading. And look at you. You're married to the wrong woman and all this stuff, right? And mm-hmm. so there's this, this um, you know, spirit of fault finding, right? And Jude, Jude mentions that in the New Testament. And it's, you know, this fault finders and backbiters and, and that type of thing. And if that's what you've got, you know, guess what? The proverb says what's lacking can't be counted, right? So if mm-hmm. you're going to look at what you don't have and look at the problems and focus on the problems, you know, I, I'm not saying that we ignore problems. I mean, we've got an opioid crisis that is mm-hmm. actually in decline for the first time. Again, thanks to the president. We've got homelessness. We've got, um, you know, we've got open borders. We've got, all, we've got a lot of problems. Okay, so I get that, right? But the focus, according to the Bible that I'm reading, and the Holy Spirit speaking to me, is we've got to focus on being thankful. And that's what you're mm-hmm. talking about, being thankful for the things that, that Donald Trump has been able to accomplish and looking at the best things and then applying these, uh, techni- these techniques, these strategies, these tactics to the other problems, right? Mm-hmm. So that we can continue to move forward. It doesn't help if you get, you know, b- by focusing on the negative stuff, you get negative and you start to get kind of in a hopelessness mode, right? Mm-hmm. It's true. And so I want to bring up to, and I know we have to talk about some of the local stuff too, because we have the same issues that we see in the national level at the state level where they're trying to ram through uh, 1,200, 1,300 bills in a, in a short session that all of them in, increase taxes, force uh, uh, sex education down on our kids. I found one today um, that didn't increase taxes. Yes, you did. Ex- exemption for um, private air, large private airplanes, tax exemptions. <laughs> Like, well, you know, of course, it was sponsored by a Republican. Oh, like, oh boy. Great. Well, you know, a lot of presidential candidates, including Elizabeth Warren, are flying on these private jets right now and trying to hide from it. So I saw that little, video the other day. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> she gets off her private jet. She's all happy until she sees the camera and then she's hiding behind her, her staff it's member. Like, no one sees me. This, these are not the candidates you're, you're looking for here. Uh, that, that is hilarious. Funny. So, um, but the, this, yeah, the bills are ridiculous. Okay, yeah. so we're we another increase in BNO tax. We have uh, increasing property taxes. We have increase in sales taxes. Of course, now we want this cap and trade. Yes, I mean, I I heard it on the Lars. Give a, a shout out to Lars Larson, but he he mentioned indulgences. Basically, what they're trying to do is is like the cap and trade, cap and invest, really is allowing rich companies to buy indulgences. It does nothing to do with climate change. It's, it's just builds the coffers of the bureaucracies in Washington, in Oregon, in California, and so forth. But you think about it. They've got a uh, tax to, um, quote, unquote, fix the culvert, so gas tax. They've got a, a low-carbon fuel standard, a 57 cents a gallon gas tax. They have a home heating oil gas tax. They've got a miles traveled um, tax they want to do. They're still looking at an income tax, a capital gains tax. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I've I've gotten calls from people all week this week moving out of the state. They can't take it anymore. 
Well, thank uh, God. Well, at least we're going to have $30 car tabs. We voted for that. <laughs> you would think, right? But no. Right. Oh, and, and wait, we don't get that? Even though So the rule of the people, this is why elections matter. I mentioned this with Tom as well, is the way we answer this right now, yes, is responding, but really it's taking the majority. We've got to elect Republicans in the House and the Senate and the governors and across the state. It changes everything. We have to have majorities. Now, I don't think you have to have majorities. I just think you have to have a judge on your side and just do, you know, it's like, you know, this is one of the things about, right, what the what the left has been saying about the, well, because Donald Trump has been acquitted, it's an attack on democracy. No, wait a minute. Impeachment and, and trumped up yep. charges, that's an attack on democracy, right? The, overturning the $30 car tab initiative that passed overwhelmingly that's an attack on democracy, right? So they, they it's yes. like they call everything they do. If you want to know what they're doing, just listen to what they're accusing everybody of doing. Exactly right. I'm going to push back on you. It, it, the majorities is the issue. Bottom line is they can use the courts now because they have the majorities. There's no way to overturn the court's decision through a majority vote. I'm, unless you I'm have not disagreeing with you. I know. I'm, what I'm saying is also, so you know, and so our listeners know, every committee assignment, every committee chair is appointed by the majority. The time to what comes to the floor gets voted on is, is by the majority. Nothing gets passed unless you're in the majority. So think about that. Even if you have a great person who can work across the aisle. Well, and so having, a, having a Republican governor would be great, too, because how many committees and or uh, different um, bureaucracies, agencies. Bureaucracies, yep. yeah. Does yep. agencies, does he point heads to? All of them, right? All of them, yep. Uh, down to several levels. I mean, Fish it, and it's, wildlife, DNS. Uh, Yep. Um, L&I, um, DSHS. DHS, yep. HS, yep. Yep. Okay, question for you. You know, of course, the, um, Donald Trump gave the Congressional Medal of Freedom to um, Rush Limbaugh. I thought it was fantastic. He was shocked. And the first thing the next morning, you have people come out, oh, Rush is a racist. Why would you do that? He's been for years talking about that. About, and then Bo Sternley, which is a black man, his, his producer said no. I've known him for 30 years. He's never been this way. This is a flat out lie. Think about this is what they do though. Slander, criticize, right? Attack. Uh, a man who's facing fourth um, uh, cancer, uh, lung cancer, right? Fourth degree. It's crazy. And it's so, yeah. yeah. And he led the way to doing things like we're doing right now. So uh, I want to honor the guy. And it's just, it's, it frustrates me when um, the left does anything they can to slander uh, a person crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, they do, they are the party of the accuser of the brethren. They're the party mm -hmm. of the antichrist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, Doug said best, the best the moment party of the speech for you. Yes. I, you best know, moment. the best moment mm -hmm. for you. Uh, I teared up when the, the uh, Sergeant first class uh, got reunited with his family. That was yeah. amazing. I turned to someone next to me. I said, "It's going to happen." His his husband, her husband, is going to come down. Donald Trump returned him. You knew that was I coming. Have, I knew it. It was set up uh, perfectly for. I go, "It's coming." I know it. So when I came out, I was like, "Yes, I knew it." You know, I, the, I wasn't uh, ready for that. I was too busy doing other things. But I just was like, "Oh, this is great!" And then all of a sudden, he shows up, and I'm like, "Okay, I got to take my glasses off, wipe my eyes." Here, I this. know, misses it up. The interesting thing so is, wonderful. there were so many good things in between the emotional moments. Um, and recognizing people. But when you start, started talking about school choice, uh, more money for Vogue Tech and the trades, uh, it's something I've been beating the drum on for years. It's like, yes, yes. You know, and it turns out that that, that scholarship, that girl that gets to go to school of her choice, 
was paid for out of Betsy DeVos's own money. Think about that. That's it's a hundred thousand dollars, brother. So that's uh, uh, cool. You know, she got a lot of money. That's still cool that's though, nothing. man. <laughs> hundred grand. Nah, you could have done that for. Her. Uh, no. Well, yeah. you were somebody, <laughs> somebody that looks like you that has actually has money. No, I mean it was it, it was a great speech, and um, you know I'm really hoping that that we can you know encourage our listeners. You know if you uh, if you have considered running for office, this is a good time to do it. Um, let's find out. Let's get a hold of all these these Trump one time Trump voters. You know we have the caucuses coming up here in the uh, the 29th February 29th. Mm-hmm. We have the primary coming up uh, in early March. You know, go to the caucus, meet your neighbors, meet your other fellow Republicans. Uh, let's get involved. Let's get engaged because we've got to do something in Washington State that's going to make a difference. And, you know, if Christians won't engage, then we're going to, you know, con- if we continue to retreat, we're going to continue to have comprehensive sex ed and all this other problems. Exactly right. You can go to WSRP.org and find out where your caucus is and show up and, and pre-register. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Get involved. It's all on you. Well, this is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. See you next week.